All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Level Up Cleveland. This week, we are with the boys from Citizens Unaware, and we have in the studio with us today, Jake Martin. Hey, how's it going? Jake is the vocalist, and Jake plays some keys and does a, a half the writing, I guess you would say, in the band. Yeah. Uh, also, we have Justin Eineman. Eineman. Damn. Justin Eineman. <laughs> All good. We have Justin Inneman also with us today. Justin plays bass, and he's also the co-writer in the band. These two guys actually write all the music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, and half the vocals as well. Yep. You guys split the vocals up? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Thanks for coming down, guys. No Appreciate problem. it. Thanks for having us. First question I have for you guys, because I'm kind of intrigued by the name, mm -hmm. Citizens Unaware. Mm -hmm. Where, who came up with it? How, what, how did that happen? Uh, it's a little bit of a story, because technically Justin came up with it being our name, but uh, so we were in another project together and we were working on a song and I wrote a lyric uh, crashing into citizens unaware of the damage that I'm causing. And he really liked citizens unaware. So we decided to take that. They as don't even name. go together in the sentence, but you no. put them together. Yeah. There. <laughs> I just like how it's uh, how, how he sang it in that song. It kind of sounded like they went together. And I just kind of liked I, I thought it it flowed, flew. Yeah, if. It flowed. It, it had flow. Well. It had <laughs> flow. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was kind of it. We had a, a couple of names that we went through before, but that one is what we landed on. Yeah, uh, and listening to you guys, if I had to put a label on you guys, which is really going to be difficult to do because mm -hmm. it's 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 literally like you put a whole lot of music into a blender yeah. and just to see what comes out but it's really well produced thank you um it sounds really good but like if i had to put a, it it's it's like a progressive pop mm -hmm. which is I, I don't know if i ever really said that but it's kind of like that where it's not a it's there's not a lot of a mainstream type feel to it but it's got a a, a poppy sound to yeah, it like we try to keep it catchy and simple but uh, yeah and you guys will have cool little break parts that'll come in and that those a lot of times those ones you'll mm -hmm. get you'll you'll get that rhythm feeling going but then you guys will go back to the yeah, that, that comes a lot from, I think, us having so many different backgrounds. Um, like, I, I come from originally, I was a, I'm, I'm in a metal band. I was like a metal vocalist, and then uh, I switched, and I was a, in a folk, I was like a folk solo thing, and then I did hip-hop and art. So you don't stuff. change much when you change. You don't go really crazy. You just go yeah. from metal to folk. Yeah, just, <laughs> just, just a little bit of a change. But, yeah, so I, I really just love, like, the wide like diversity of, of backgrounds of music that and that I think has influenced our sound a lot and then he has like completely different influences for me almost so it's just like all yeah. of those together are great I what, think if you took like our top 30 like individually like favorite bands or best influences there would be zero overlap between yeah, prob the really probably it's not. that it's that it's that much <laughs> diversity of the, yeah. between the two of you. But guys. oddly, we agree on like everything, which is why we work so well together. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's that is hugely important mm -hmm. to trust each other because yeah, that's yeah. basically what that comes down to, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think we've both been through enough um, experiences with trying to work with other people, where you know you try to come up with ideas, you try to pitch stuff, and it's just too hard, and personalities clash. Yeah. Um, and at least for me, this is the first time I've worked with somebody where it's like, oh, let's. Let's write a song about a frog, or let's write a song about cargo pants. And it's like, okay, let's do it. Let's yeah, figure out the best way to do it. And, you know, if it's lyrically, you know, not very intelligent, it doesn't matter because it's going to groove, it's going to be fun, and it's at least something that we would ourselves want to listen to, which yeah. I think is the most important thing for us. Do you guys find that that's how you write most of your songs? You come up with an idea like, hey, let's write a song about cargo pants, and then you guys come up with – well, because, uh, you know, like the, the thing about that would be – 
when I, Pat and I are part of the very similar type of mindset, mm. you know, we're, we, if you, we overlap our, our likes, but he likes so much stuff that it's just, mm. he covers everything. But, but we, we, you know, there's a lot of differences between us, but mm. somehow we agree on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but that does come down to just basically really wanting to do something different. Yeah. And, and you guys definitely are doing that. It's definitely different. I, I, I've, so who comes up with the most ideas or is this, is that even like split? Does, who who would you say? It's about 50, 50 of the ideas. I'm really good with working with a prompt. So if you give me like, like he came up with the, or he came up with a couple of our ideas of songs and he would give me like, just like a prompt of write a song about this. And then I'm, I'm really good about, I can bust that out. Yeah. Um, uh, That's but, usually how it goes is all, all like, for like B town, for example, mm. I don't know why I was just at work one day and I was bored. And for some reason it just came into my head. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, B town. I just had those two words came in and I was like, what about a, like a little town of working class bees and the honey factory was shipped overseas. And <laughs> now they're all upset and, you know, an angsty little small town. And then I texted him and like 35 seconds later he was like here's a here's a full verse so that's usually how it goes is i'll have yeah. a dumb idea and i'll be like hey can you make this dumb idea into something and he's like yeah and then and then what do you, who does some do you guys now get in together live in a situation and, mm -hmm. and, and hash this thing out or do you guys bring like just constant ideas um, and say, hey i was thinking about this at work a little bit and, of both. And I and this this rhythm came into my head or something to that nature a little bit of both um we like to get together um and work on stuff together because I think that that brings a certain energy and a certain like you don't have to wait for approval and like to send it and see that they listen like you can make decisions real time which helps but uh, a lot of the times we do work remotely like we'll just send files back and forth to each other and oh. and like collaborate that way as well. So you guys both have the, the, the recordings mm -hmm. setups in your mm -hmm. nice that's very nice. Yeah it's it's very, very convenient. Helpful. <laughs> yeah especially you guys both working I'm, I'm, I'm sure you guys everybody has jobs and stuff like that you can't you can't necessarily yeah. just spend all your time. I yeah. can I'm a I don't have a job. Well uh, I'm a stay at home cat dad. Cool. Yeah. My my uh, my wife's a doctor. It's not like we are the most well off, but this is this has been a common theme in our show. We've had <laughs> <laughs> like we've had not, this before. We're not like you're like, well enough to be yeah, a musician. It, she's she's just being really nice and allowing me to do it. Really <laughs> honestly, awesome. like because awesome. we it would help if I had a job, but like we could be better off with money. But she's just like handling it and letting me do what I need to do. And also, I mean, I take care of the house and I do stuff. So it's yeah. not like, but well, yeah. you don't have to, you don't have to explain yourself to yeah. me, man. I, I'm, I'm just envious. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a great, it's a great thing by trying. Well, it to allows be. you to be this musician too. Yeah. Like it allows you to, to explore these things and, yeah. you know, and, and you need, it takes time. Yeah. Yeah. It also makes it a lot easier um, for me because a lot of the times if I have an idea or I'm like, Hey, do this or, you know, it's mostly about animals, so it's like, hey, <laughs> there's an idea in my head now called Anxiety Shark about a shark who's scared of drowning and whatever. It, <laughs> but it makes it easy for me to, you know, shoot him a text while I'm at work, and then he usually will get inspired super quickly. He'll send over a demo, then I can go home, throw drums on it, and then it, it it's a quick turnaround from there. It's a kind of a finished product. So who... I mean, you guys have a, 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 a really nice producing the production sound. So who's, how do you guys get to the point where you're at now where you guys are producing like this? Like what? So um, 
a lot of my background, uh, because I had to work by myself in Texas, because the music scene there is like the music that I wanted to do, there's not really a, a lane for it. Um, so I, I ended up having to start producing my own like hip hop stuff and stuff like that. Uh, and so I learned and I've been doing that for probably about 10 years now. So like, I guess just the, the time and accumulation of doing that, but also we, I mean, the, the help of having two ears and being able to send it to him and him make some tweaks and then me make tweaks. It just has helped a whole bunch to make it sound as best as possible. So you're in Texas when you're in the metal band. Mm -hmm. So how do you go from a metal band to a folk situation like what how does that how does that uh, transpire well uh so i was in a metal band as a vocalist um in high school and kind of what kind of metal i mean your vocals would lend itself to more like judas priest type well, stuff or, uh, or, or something like that it was pretty uh like like uh post hardcore like screamo i was like i was like a like a screaming vocalist like the oh. that kind of thing but i also i sang in that i've always sang but uh in high school, that was kind of my thing, and then I moved uh, out of my house and out of hi after high school, and then I was just by myself and had an acoustic guitar, and I started writing a lot of songs that, that way, and then going to open mics, and then I started to gig that way and got a little bit of a following, and so I guess that's kind of how it happened. But I've always loved folk. My my mom is like huge into like old sixties and seventies country, and so that's like all I listened to when I grew up. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So, so yeah, so it's just, it's one of those things where mom listened to it and mm -hmm. it's, so it's etched into my brain mm -hmm. type thing. Yep. Justin, what, what are some of your uh, influences and what, how, what, what are, what are you bringing to the table? He, he, he said what he's into. What are you, what are you listening to? Um, it's kind of interesting. You brought up a uh, progressive pop is how you described it. I don't think we've gotten any feedback on like a genre or like yeah. how somebody sees our music until you said that just cause we've only, had stuff out for maybe a couple months. Yeah, but, we got uh, like five, six songs total. Yeah, like really, I mean, yeah. well, you have the one whole entire CD, mm, basically yeah. EP like, yeah. and then you just just been putting out yeah. singles since then. Yeah, mm. I think we have seven released now okay. and like twenty in the backlog because yeah. we just have weird ideas about animals. But um, <laughs> interesting, you said the progressive pop because um, my favorite band of all time, inarguably the greatest band of all time, is Rush. But I also listen to a ton of indie pop. Um, like current stuff, not like, you know, what you'd hear on the radio, but just kind of like more indie alternative pop music with, you know, more straight ahead beats, but still like really interesting melodies and cool guitar lines. Um, so I, it's, I'm starting to think that it, it's probably being <laughs> infused now in the stuff we're doing of um, drawing from both of those kind of sides of the table. Yeah, that's funny that because, yeah, I mean, I, I hear the bass lines, especially. Is what I is what I was picking up on a real funky. A lot of times, there's a lot of real cool funky stuff going on on the bass stuff that it's and it's not necessarily really far in the background. It's you can and it, you. Mm -hmm. mm. We the, love a bass. So when you say when you say rush, yeah, I'm like, and I think, oh, I think that might come from because I've only been playing bass for like three months. What? Um, mm -hmm. Are yeah, you a guitar I, player though? Uh, I'm a drummer first. He was actually. a drummer. <laughs> I've played drums all my whole life. My dad was a drummer um, up until about two months ago. I was in a just I was in a progr um, an instrumental band in high school for like ten years. Like a jam type band. Yeah, and played drums. Played drums my whole life. Taught drums. Was a you know drum instructor at a high school. And once we started coming up with some weird songs, 
I kind of started like, you know, I kind of want something different. I've been playing drums my whole life. Um, I kind of want to challenge. I want to sing. I want to learn a new instrument. Bass seems like, you know, not easy, but kind of more accessible <laughs> than, than guitar to be also singing with. Um, so a lot of those cool bass lines, I think, come from, which he's writing most of the bass lines because, again, I'm, I'm new to it, is he'll send over, you know, a synth sample or like a little guitar demo and I'll throw drums on it um first and then i the bass usually comes after that so i think the drums are driving a lot of that kind of progressive funkiness oh, that you're oh, hearing oh, in the oh, bass oh. line as well yeah. so you're coming up with that drum beat which is kind of like creates that whole backbone and you know, the whole thing's laid down the foundations yeah, laid yeah. down so when you guys are adding to that mm. yeah I, lo I love the way that justin writes drums it's like it i i've said this before to him that like i feel like he's one of the only people that understands like how I want a drum part to sound when I write a song. So it's like, it's really nice to have that. Okay. So, so you guys now, so far you guys haven't even played out yet. Is that correct? Or have correct. you guys played out yet? No, but you haven't. guys are, you guys are now forming the band. You've formed everybody. You got everything yeah, together already. and you guys are starting to look that direction now. Mm -hmm. So you have on guitar, you're going to have Ryan bliss mm -hmm. playing guitar. Now, how do you guys find Ryan would give me a little back. Um, I actually, story. he's a coworker of mine. And he actually has his own musical project. Um, and I like his stuff a lot. It's really good. R super well produced compared to our stuff. Um, and he, we just became friends and he liked our music. And I said, hey, like, we want someone to play guitar with us live. And we didn't really want another voice in the room when we're writing. And he wasn't really interested in being a member of the band. He just kind of wanted to play and have fun. So he just made a little agreement of like hey when you're ready to play your stuff live jake and i will come and and play for you and you can play guitar for us live so, yeah. so you're not even in the re so he's nowhere in the recording process whatsoever as far as what you guys record it's just no, basically yeah. you two do everything yeah mm -hmm. okay and so nick austin's going to be playing drums live yeah mm -hmm. and that's uh one once again one's of one yeah of he's friends. actually just been my best friend since about seventh grade we oh. met in uh that's in seventh good. grade band class. Well, that's so. good for Nick because I'm, I'm sitting here wondering if you're a, a drum, if you're teaching drums and you've been playing drums that long, you know this guy's got to be Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters because <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You yeah. know he's got to be better or yeah. at least as good. Yeah, it's, especially I mean, if you're writing the drums for him. Yeah, well, I mean we we obviously will take suggestions if there's a drum part that mm -hmm. he's like, hey, that sucks. Then I'll be like, okay, change it, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean he's just one of the only people that. I would really trust not that like my parts are insane or like there's any sort of like yeah. oh these need to be played exactly how they are <laughs> written but it's like he's just one of the only people I trust to kind of get the feel right you know there's yeah. a lot of dynamics and try to how, how I try to write the drums it's not just like pound 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 there's a lot of kind of nuance and and ups and downs and you know the dynamics of what you're playing and how they flows with the song. So yeah. I kind of try to treat when I'm writing it as more of like, you know, if I'm the drummer in a band and we're playing live and you don't notice me, I'm doing my job, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. That's absolutely true. Yep. You only notice somebody when they fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, if you're playing a, a sick fill or a cool run or like a sick beat, you'll notice them. But you know, at the end of the day, you don't really want to be a distraction yeah. playing the drums. You want to compliment and you want to add value. I mean, any instrument, but. 
So outside of the band, do you guys ever hang out as a as you know just to hang out? And no, hang out. We're, we're not friends. <laughs> we're not friends at all. <laughs> it's definitely not like my wife calls Justin my boyfriend. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? So you guys are that. So she's she's yeah, always, that's no, yeah. We're always hanging out. We yeah. he, he comes over and we hang out. We just went to the movies the other day. So <laughs> what about the other guys? Do you ever hang out with you guys, or do you guys just call them yeah. up when you guys got to? Yeah, it's just it's know. just easier because he's close. He's closest to me of uh, most of my friends and. He doesn't work, so I, <laughs> so I can be like, "Hey, I'm bored," and then I know you're not doing anything, yeah, I'm, so I'm there's home. no excuse not to hang out with me. <laughs> I'm like, "I'm home. Come on over." You guys ever check out any of the local stuff, like any of the local bands, local scene? You guys ever go out and just this? Is there any- yeah, I mean, now that stuff's coming back, um, I I've been trying to find shows like for us to play and everything, mm-hmm. for, just trying to go out and find time with my work schedule and things like that. But yeah, I definitely need to start going back yeah, to venues we need to and get seeing back local out. shows. Cause there's a, there's a few local bands around here that are really cool yeah, that we really like a that I want to check seen. out. And who, uh, the one that comes to mind is mud whale. Mud whale is great. They're from here. They're, they're kind of my favorite, like Cleveland local band currently. They're, they're, I don't even, I don't know how to describe them. Like they're a little bit heavier, like alternative stuff. Yeah. But they're just really cool. Yeah, I would say maybe like alternative rock or something like punk, punk rock, something like that along those lines. Um, also, Silver June was a cool band that we saw at a show. I don't even know if they're still doing things. But yeah, I think they're a band. Yeah, but, but yeah, they were really cool. Um, what are they like? I mean, what are, you, are they? Are these more like a rock type band, or are uh, these? Silver like June a, is more of like a yeah. indie pop, like yeah. indie pop rock kind of a chilled out rock with like you know like just some very simple guitars strummed out and then like more like keys heavy and then a, a female vocalist that was really really good so if you guys when you guys are playing out what do you what are you uh right now you you said you got like seven tunes that are that are mm-hmm. so you guys basically looking to open up for somebody for a little while you would yeah, like to find could, somebody that yeah, you could attach yourself yeah. to and i mean we i think we have enough to play live where we can probably play for 45 to an hour but yeah i mean it just depends on the show here you know if we call a venue and we say hey can we put a show together we have you know these bands that want to go on usually that usually that's not been an issue in the past um but yeah you know if there's a show coming through and it's like hey you got any local spots in that we want to play we certainly got to hop on that but well there's just a lot of bands today that are that that will play the four hour gig and and not want to play the full four and give somebody else that front hour Mm -hmm. and that happens all the time and we see that with the bands that we're talking to all the time, yeah. these guys will do that. They'll just hop onto anything, yeah. just to get out there, just to get people to hear them and yeah, stuff I like that. I think that's what we what we need to do when we start getting out there, and that's the next step for us. Because, like I said, we've been we're like I think we're ready. We've been rehearsing for a couple of months yeah. now, so this yeah. Is, and this is the first time for me that I've ever sang, um, and I'm on a new instrument playing bass. <laughs> so we're just trying to get a little bit more comfortable with our stuff. Yeah. I think. Most of the stuff we're playing live is not even what's released. Yeah, we have we're playing a lot of stuff that isn't isn't um, actually released yet. Oh, 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 I see. So, so it's good enough to play live, but you guys haven't like, yeah, actually, yeah. It it's just a matter of you know. So I think your music live would be really interesting, and I think that I would love to see what you guys do do it live. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's, it's there's so much going on in some of these songs too. Mm-hmm. You, you know, sometimes it's very stripped down. You know, you yeah. guys are. You will even strip a song down and and kind of go emotionally with something, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it just goes into a, some insane direction. Yeah, and and it'll get, it will. I you know, and it, and it's it's just there's so much with your guys' music. One thing I will say is it's very hard to get comfortable 
very long on mm. a song. Mm. You'll get comfortable for a little while, and there, and you're gonna you're gonna do something else. Yeah, I, I like to. I really like to switch the vibe up. Like, it's one of my favorite things to do is to just like drop a whole new feeling into a song, and just like, oh wow, now we're in this part. It's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, yeah I and definitely kinda, and kind of keeping them, you know, short. Yeah, I I really like short songs. <laughs> Pop. Yeah, yeah, that's where I mean. That's what I mean when I say when I say that. I mean I. All the all the things that go into what makes a pop song, you guys do have that mm. part, but it's just not typical pop music. That you you know you're not gonna yeah. During the break, uh, me and Jake were talking about uh, the podcast thing that we're doing here and everything. Um, and you said you were actually thinking about uh, yeah. Well, you guys were talking about how you're trying to build a community of like musicians and people that work together and try to help and cross. Uh, oh, that might be me. Nope, I'm on silent. Uh, I get blamed all the time. <laughs> I always have my phone on loud. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you guys were trying to start a community of like musicians and other like artists who help each other. And uh, I've been trying to like think of a way to do that for the longest time. I posted on Craigslist like maybe three or four months ago, maybe six months ago that like if there were any young bands in like high school or like younger bands who didn't have money to record that I would record them in my basement. And I don't have like the best recording setup, but I have enough that I could get a good demo out for people. And there was such a high price barrier when I was in high school to like get something recorded and get a demo out. Cause like, if you don't have a demo, it's really hard to get a show, especially if you've never played live. Um, you just have to like record yourself with your phone and sometimes that sucks. So, uh, yeah, it's, I, I really want to help like defeat that price barrier to get into music because being able to create and like do something with without the like the barrier of price and like money is is so freeing and I would love to help with with doing that. So that's like one of my passions. That's awesome. That's that's kind of, that is that is kind of our our thought process with this show too. Is is that you know we're we're not making any money doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but if if we could if we could literally. Um, for instance, you guys are relatively new right now as a band. Is is the, mm-hmm. the thing you're you're involved with right now? I I would love to see another band want to reach out and be like, hey, we want to take these, we want these guys to open up for us, that kind of thing. Yeah, where yeah, you yeah. have this cross promoting going on, where you have bands that are like trying to pull in other bands, mm-hmm. bands that are have been there already. They're three years, four years into it, yeah. And they're like, yeah, we got a following. Come on in. We like what you're doing. You guys are cool guys. We can all hang out. And then it becomes that whole thing where bands are starting to hang out with each other. And And then you can put together these festivals. and Huge shows. And you don't have to have the reliance of like a a promotion company or something to put those together. It's really nice. It would be like really, really ideal. And then I would love to be that band three or four years from now that like pulls somebody up and says like, we have a, we have an opening and we have a following come share this with us. Like that's, that's one of my dreams in music. So yeah. And, and when you're, um, like I'm a part of these uh, Facebook groups. A lot of these Facebook groups where they're like the the, the bands from Northeast Ohio in the '60s mm-hmm. and '70s and stuff like that, and and these people that were living in that time. And it's just an amazing thing how many people were involved in that scene. Not just the people that were playing it, but the people mm-hmm. that were going to these shows. It's, mm-hmm. It was it's nothing like that now. That yeah. part of it has to come back. And we and that's the other part of this show is that we want to introduce all these bands to people. We want to let people know, hey, there's a lot of stuff out there. And we're not just doing any kind of genre. Mm-hmm. We're doing all genres. There's yeah. nothing uh, coming on after you today will be a guy from Brazil well, nice. who, who plays uh, Bossa Nova 
jazz Brazilian music. I love Bossa Nova. Yeah, so it's like, but so, and that's the whole idea, you know, um, is to try to get a, a, a mix of different things going on in here. And you guys definitely, yeah. definitely a different type of music. But it, it's not. I know. I know it's easy to say, you know, the silly part and stuff. And and it's only because it's different. Mm. It's not necessarily silly. You know, silly to me is when it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. And 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 you guys definitely <laughs> don't suck. So it's you know, it's it's definitely just something different. And I think. One thing that's really cool is I remember the first time I put you on, I, I, mm. it, it was when you, you, you said, Hey, I'd like to come on the show. Mm. My first thing before I say yes is, well, let's see what mm. you sound like first, you yeah. know? <laughs> and I'll admit it. At first I was like, I have no idea what this is. How to even, <laughs> do you remember the song? It was the, it was the frog song, was, whatever yeah, the toad, the frog. frog. Yeah. It been just a frog probably. Yeah. That yeah. one's pretty on the nose about what it's about <laughs> with like the first two lyrics. Yeah. Cause yeah. that was what was, that was what popped up. That was that, that was like an EP. Of yeah. That's the, the EP. And uh, yeah, I listened to most of that and it was just so different, but it made me want to keep listening because mm. of that. And it, and it wasn't necessarily that, it, you know, like sometimes it takes you a while to really adjust to something, you know? Mm. And and you guys, in a way, for me, it was. It took me a couple times to listen to it because mm. it's just different. Yeah, you know. But man, last night when I put on the new song, that was when I was like, "Wow, these guys!" Because <laughs> there's some really catchy, groovy stuff that you guys yeah, interwine into this stuff. That's just like mm. it's that's different my, for a while. That's my favorite is to just find places to just like weave in stuff that that like wouldn't be expected, and like to keep weaving in new things in the song to keep the like when you're listening as a person, I want you to like go, Oh, that part. I didn't hear that part before. Like, it's just, and I love funk. Like I love funk rhythms and like funky grooves and like R and B. So it's just like, that's all throughout everything. I write. Yeah. When you guys are, when you guys are kids and you guys are growing up in music, you guys finally just, this, you know, like discover music. Do you remember that time when you first kind of discover music? Mm -hmm. What are, what are some of like the early stuff that you guys first got you into it? Um, well, I remember one of the first things, I ever played on drums because, you know, my dad grew up playing drums, always had drum sets in the house. So from the day I was born, there was a drum kit in the house. And I remember, maybe I was around six or seven, um, Maroon 5's album Songs About Jane uh, was, was popular at that time. And I remember just playing This Love on drums over and over again and played it in like my second grade talent show and oh, actually wow. saw a video of that a couple of years ago and it was horrible but <laughs> i mean it doesn't matter when you're when you're that young and you're, you're like you're grooving you think you're you're slamming out this song it's and core you're just having fun and you don't really care about you know am i executing this am i playing well you're just you're getting comfortable with the instrument at your own pace you're falling in love with it um kind of at your own discretion without you know the whole innocence of being a kid right mm -hmm. exactly yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's kind of what, at least in my opinion, it's it's starting to come back to is like, not the innocence, but more of just the fun willingness to like, well, let's throw it, let's throw it and see what sticks. You know what I mean? Caution like, to the wind let's type have thing. Fun, like, like my goal is with people listening to songs like cargo khakis or just a frog which is about frog divorce it's just like i want you to be laughing through the song yeah that's know? i don't really want you to take our music yeah. seriously because yeah, i don't, don't take it seriously you know what i mean you're I, not taking the music seriously just the lyrics you're just, basically we're talking about the lyrics are yeah, yeah yeah the yeah. music is a whole yeah, different yeah I, I like to say that we we uh don't take ourselves seriously but we take the music seriously yeah no i, I understand and totally. i think i think 
we're both at a point where, you know, we've been in other bands, we've done other music stuff where it's like, oh, are people going to like this? So let's let, let's write this or let's make this part shorter or longer because what are people going to say live? And that's not a factor at all when I'm, you know, when we have ideas or we're writing something, it's like, oh, does this make Jake laugh? Or <laughs> does this make Jake go like, ooh, I really like that. That's my goal there, you know. If it makes you laugh or if it makes you like tilt your head a little bit, then all right, let's try it. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But nine times out of ten, it it works or we find a way to make it work that yeah. is just satisfying for us, which is kind of cliche, you know, make music that you would want to listen to. But Yeah, but part of it is like you guys are obviously out there to do something different. I mean, there's no question. I mean, if, I, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm listening to your music and I don't think that you guys are trying to do something different, I'm crazy. And when you're listening to every lyric or how many of them are about love, how many of them are about – the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. So you you if you just don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. You don't want to write the next love song unless yeah. you you've twist the love subject into something into where a frog, a frog <laughs> yeah. loves a bird mm-hmm. and let's yeah. see what happens, yeah. right? But when you guys are coming up with these ideas, do you ever think about like melding the music to the lyrics? So like a song about a bee. Do you ever think about well the music? How do we make the music emulate a bee? How do we do something where we can take these lyrics and then m- marriage the music with that lyric? Do you ever is, does that's, that ever? That's actually a really good. <laughs> that's actually really good that you said that because this morning before when he picked me up at my house we were just messing around with a few things while we were waiting, and uh, I wrote a new song the other day that uh, is about a spider, but it only was about a spider uh, um, because the song that I wrote had this little. Uh, synth part in it that sounds like a spider so that like uh when i heard that i i I knew i already had the lyrics about the spider and i was like that sounds like a spider so i'm putting the spider lyrics on this and now and now that's gonna be a song eventually but (laughs) yeah it's like spider song coming out yeah eventually (laughs) but But yeah yeah yeah, you gotta i think you gotta really like the things that make music special are the little details like that where you find little moments to make the lyrics and the music like mesh well together and and like really form one cohesive thing i think there's a a good mix of maybe trying to do what you're saying and kind of the opposite i'm like well man this song grooves wait it's about an antelope eating cantaloupe (laughs) yeah like that's so that's so stupid but i didn't even notice because like the beat's cool or something like just a frog where the opening lyric is i'm just a frog and i missed my son's party then it's like Okay, right away, you got to be on board with this, or you're not on board with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, because if you listen to it and you're like, this is a song about a frog, I'm turning it off. <laughs> well, you know, and, and let's just be honest, I'll say it right now, your music's not going to be for every single yeah, person. No, no. Absolutely that's not. Just, that's just the way that's going to be. So mm. you got to find that person, but I, I definitely know there's an audience for it. Mm. There's no doubt about that. You guys will do well with it. Thank you. Um, it's, it's definitely... Uh, like I said, it's got all the elements of pop, which that automatically is mm. going gonna, gonna to be... Mm. But it does have some some silly lyrics and stuff. But <laughs> but but your lyrics are are stories. Yeah, that's that's the most important part for me is that I I, I really want to tell a story, and that's how I like to write songs is by is telling a story. And uh, also, I think that there's something really important, like because our lyrics are stupid. But I think there's <laughs> something. Uh, I say this all the time to Justin that you got to turn something off in your brain. Uh, when you're writing lyrics that says that part of your brain that says that this is bad, stop this, or this is cringy, stop writing about this. Because sometimes you get through it and you will write something that's bad and it is cringy, but 
sometimes you push through the idea that you think is cringy and bad and it ends up being really good. Sure. And so you've got to turn that part of your brain off, at least for a little while. Sure, um, especially when you're writing this kind of stuff. Mm. And that's one thing that you're doing is you're writing a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. So when you're writing, if you're going to write in story fashion, you can get silly. Yeah. Because because your characters can be whatever you yeah, want them fiction. to be. And you guys do, you still kind of, in some ways, there's some allegorical stuff that's being thrown in there too, where you're not just being a silly story. There's a meaning behind this one sentence. Yeah. There's this this part actually, if you think about it, it's not, it means this. And mm. You have a lot of that going on too, yeah. weaved in there. Specifically, like, uh, like our our uh, bio on our Spotify says that we're towing the line between crippling depression and uh, silliness, which is like exactly I think because like for example, uh, Magic Forest Dream, which is another one on the EP, um, it's uh, it was Justin's idea. He wrote a paper about how he like feels very. Uh, I mean, you should probably explain it, but uh, yeah, it was just an um, an essay I wrote in college. Um, in an English class that I kind of had three narratives and kind of intertwining because it had to be 10 pages, so I had to figure out how to build 10 <laughs> pages. So I had one narrative. It was me, like, literally going on a run through, like, a trail run around the Cleveland Metro Parks, um, and it got dark, and I didn't have my glasses on, and I couldn't see. And then I had another narrative running about, like, the kind of the changes a tree goes through, um, throughout the season, you know, summer, winter, fall, whatever the other seasons are. And then there was a third narrative kind of about, like, mental health and depression and, you know, relating that against the tree, against me being on the run, you know, it being dark, I can't see, I literally can't see, and, you know, feeling a certain way sometimes. So I sent it over and I said, hey, this this was kind of an emotional thing for me when I wrote it. Can it be lyrics? And, like... Yeah, it's a serious paper, but like, let's make this song about a sad tree. And so, and so it's we a, just turned it. So it's a sad tree song. So in the in the base of it, you're it's funny because it's about a tree that's sad and like relating that to humans. But also, there's really emotional stuff in there, like the how are uh, how are these trees not asking? Uh, how are all these trees not asking if they're not enough? Is a is the a line that like that's like really emotional for me. So it's like. I really love to mix those two things and like being silly, but also like being really, really emotional. Yeah. <laughs> so you like to give other living things personification. It's what you guys like to do. You that's like to give the human much, emotion attached to it. That's pretty much the only a, thing we. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what I'm starting to pick up on. Theme. Is I'm talking to you more. I didn't. I'm surprised I didn't pick up on that more. There, was, there's a few songs like um, "Tea Time," which is the oh. opening to the yeah. the EP we have up, is one of Jake's songs. He just wrote about. Because he likes drinking tea, and it's yeah, just you know, drink tea it's about waking up and drinking tea and how it makes you feel, and um, you know, we have a couple songs from the perspective of human people, but it's yeah. fun to do it through animals. It's a little bit easier to yeah. I was you gonna know, say it's really easy. It's a lot easier to take an emotion and put it on to an animal and personify it and make that be like raw than to take your own self and try and tell your story through your own lens. Because if you taken you put it onto somebody else you're you know you're like you're objectifying it through a like a third person perspective yeah. instead of like trying to put it out of like this is how i feel and this is how this frog feels it's easy well <laughs> and and in the climate we're in right now it's it's a safe way to write right because mm-hmm. all you have to worry about now is offending the frogs <laughs> and, and and they're not going to say anything about anything you can use an animal always and you have no mm-hmm. no 
yeah. buddy yelling at you because you've upset somebody. Yeah, but on the same thing, like for B-Town, that's another way that I can say, like, I'm kind of upset at the way that animals are treated because of the, the whole, like, theme about B-Town is that they're, like, losing their homes. And so it's an easy, fun, silly, lighthearted way that I can say, like, I don't like something or, like, a, it's a yeah. it's a really easy, lighthearted way to say anything about something is just to make it be about an animal. Well, yeah, that bee thing could easily be about a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times where people have come into an area and said, ours now, yeah. <laughs> and just yeah. got rid of things. I mean, that does, that does that's reality. That's what mm -hmm. I said. It's not just a straight story. When you guys say it's silly, it's only silly... Like you said, you got to open your mind up mm. to some things. You know, you got you can't walk. Look, if you're the kind of person that listens to music for literal mm. stuff, you're, they're going to turn it off when they hear it's about a frog. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Those people are not going to. They're not people who are oh, listening to music and trying to find something new and open to new ideas and mm. stuff. You guys have a lot of stuff to offer. To the, yeah. a lot, a lot of stuff. And like I said, I think the lyrics are not as silly as you guys even say they are. <laughs> I think there's a lot of stuff that's in these lyrics. I mean, I think naturally, you guys both seem like pretty intelligent guys, all right? So I think naturally you have a situation where you're writing stuff that you, you're, other people are going to hear that you, mm. so you're, you're, you're telling a story, but there's going to be stuff just, you're going to write it in there, you know? It's yeah. just going to yeah. come out of you. Yeah. Mm. And, and I, I think, think that's probably I what happens. Like, um, like our song Cargo Khakis, which it, it actually, I'm now thinking about it. I don't, this is weird. I don't think we think about this stuff when we're writing, but in terms of telling a story, that one that is just straight up silly. It's about, you know, you have cargo pants on, it gets hot, you zip those legs off and they're shorts now. And then the second verse is, well, now it's cold, so let's zip those things back on. That's literally the whole song. I guess it's a story, but that's maybe the only example where it is just straight up dumb. silliness. <laughs> it's just, yeah, there's but, no actual I mean, meaning to it. But there are times that we're like, because that song originally was just going to go on the EP as just an instrumental hip hop beat um, as like a little break. And then we were sitting there probably a week before the before we released it onto DistroKid. And um, Justin was like, should we make this a rap song about cargo pants? And then I was like, yes, let's do that. <laughs> And then we did it, and it, th that's how it happened. So that was, I mean, sometimes there are things where it's just us being really stupid, and like, especially like sacrificial birdbath. That was, uh, that was like, we were just being really, really stupid um, at his friend's house when we went to go record a song uh, at Nick's house because he also has a recording setup. Um, and his mom has a little birdbath there, and it's like a joke in their family that it's like a sacrificial birdbath. And so <laughs> I heard that, and I couldn't get sacrificial birdbath out of my head. And I went home that night and I wrote that song. And so like some things are just like really fast. I'm not thinking about it. I'm just putting it out because it's stupid and fun. And I I like that vibe a lot. So yeah. I think I'm more of the one to kind of get in my head and kind of second guess what I'm writing more than him. Because he'll write something and it's good. And then it's just what it is. Excuse me. And we'll make some tweaks here and there. But, you know, if I write something, I'll be like, yeah, but... Does it suck? <laughs> yeah, like four hundred <laughs> times until I throw it away. So do you do you just not trust yourself? Is that what you think? Maybe where you're just like ah, do you need approval from somebody else, or or what do you think it is? I, I mean, just think I don't have that muscle memory yet. Playing drums my whole life, I've never uh, I've never tried to write lyrics, or I've never tr tried to really write something melodically. Um, so now it's like, well, how do I write lyrics? Like, is this 
smart enough? Is this witty enough? And I think at the end of the day, it comes down to like, it doesn't really matter. It's just like, let me write it. And if it makes sense, it makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, meh, maybe it makes sense to me and you like it or you don't like it. Um, so I just think it's maybe more of getting comfortable with myself and like he said, being able to turn off that part of your brain that's like, oh, this is cheesy or this is stupid or, you know, this word rhymes too good with this word. <laughs> so let me try to think of something more complicated and yeah. just kind of throwing that away and being like, let me just write it and let's see what happens rather than try to hang it on to every little word. Yeah, because once the song is written, you can go in anywhere and if you if you got to make, while it's being written, Making those changes can actually be sometimes detrimental yeah, because I mean, you can actually erase something that was actually going to mm -hmm, be good. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of times easier. Like when I write, was I write a lot of lyrics? I haven't recently, but I used to write them all the time. And when I would write lyrics, I, I would tend to do it. You do a lot because I've written so many songs. You tend to start using the same lines over and over from songs you wrote 30, 30 songs ago, mm -hmm. and you, you catch yourself doing that kind of thing. So then you're like erasing it, but then you don't realize that song you wrote thirty times ago. No one heard that song, right? Only you know about it. Yeah. So you can use that line in this yeah. one, and no one really even knows. But it becomes like, oh, I can't do that, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Right. and even I, I was watching uh, an episode, uh, a previous episode of yours where you were talking about demoitis, which I think is a really, really serious issue because if you get stuck on a demo um, and hearing a song a certain way, you're going to want to hear it that way. Um, so I really, something that I try to do is I'll take, I have lyrics on um, some of our songs that have, I've had lyrics, those lyrics for 10 years. And they bounced around to others, like from song to song. And I'm like, no, I don't like it on that song. And I'll take the lyric off and I'll put it back on something else. But I think that's really important to like keep stuff that, you know, other people haven't ever heard that you've done. Yes. And to put it, try it on and stuff, try it on new stuff. It keeps it fresh and it keeps you from having the demoitis. I really hate demoitis. So. It's, and it's, and it's very real. Mm -hmm. yeah. Demoitis is such a real thing. Absolutely. I mean, it, and it doesn't even just come from demos. It, that song can just manifest itself in your head. Mm -hmm. And I, like I was saying on that show exactly, mm -hmm. when we came up with songs, what all happened is, is I, the song literally is in my head. It mm -hmm. exists. Yeah, it's as much it's as much as a song as I've heard on the radio or any other song. And I know you guys know exactly what I mean. Yeah, you can't get rhythms out of your head. You can't get beats out of your head. They're there, and it's real. So now you got to man. Now you got to create yeah, this thing so out, other people can hear what yeah. you've got right yeah um that's something i i have a lot like i i think i'm a pretty musical as the way i approach drumming and rhythm and like how is this musically gonna work not like is this a cool fill like how does this work musically? Does it ebb and flow with the song? But not having the melodic background, exactly what you're saying is I'll have a song in my head and like one we're working on now called Untrained Astronauts, um, which is about humans. Um, I like that. That's a good title. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I had the lyrics in my head and I had a melody, and but I don't have like the the knowledge to – you know, let me go write that down or let me go put it on guitar. Um, it would take me 45 years to program it in on a keyboard. But, you know, I went over, I said, hey, I have these lyrics. That's kind of what I'm thinking for the melody. I have this this piano melody in my head, but I can't physically get it out. Um, and that's one of the things that's really satisfying is Jake is at least patient enough for me to be like, here, do this. And then, da, 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 and then da, da. he does this. And I'm like, no, 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 this. 
no, this, no, this. And then eventually we get there or it's like, oh, no, I actually like what you're doing better there. Um, so that's one of the things that's been nice going from exactly what you're talking about. If that song exists, I know what it is. I know what it sounds like. I know how the transition's going to be. I know where it's going. I know where it's been. So how do I get that out? Yeah. When you guys are writing these tunes together, right? So you come up with an idea, like we were just talking about the demo-itis thing. You got the song in your head, it's all that, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't you can't get the song out. You got to describe it to him. He's the key player. They're nothing better than keys because one finger, one note, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that you did say a little something there that I, I caught. You were like, sometimes you'll be like, oh, I like what you just did better, right? Mm-hmm. That's why you guys work together well. Mm. That That's the part right there, that yeah. one thing. Because when you when you can give up your tune in your head and recognize that the other guy, wow, he does he does it to me all the time, right? All all, all our songs. I have that demo. I just in my brain. Mm-hmm. I have these lyrics. I have a little melody of thing. I'll know the, the beat maybe. I give it to him, and then he comes back with a completely different guitar than I had in my head. Yeah, but, but it like, works better. Wow, dude, yeah. that's even that's yeah. better than it's what just I trust. Thought. Total trust, yeah. man. Yeah. It is because people don't even get to that point, mm. right? They don't even get to the point where the guy's got another part written that you didn't hear before because they don't even yeah. trust each other. Mm-hmm. But you got such a stranglehold on this idea that you have in your head that you don't want to let somebody else take it because if it ruins it in your head, then you feel like you don't want to be the person to be like, no, I don't like it. Give it back to me. But like sometimes, for instance, like I really love to go to ha- halftime in the drums on chorus. <laughs> And Justin has to tell me sometimes, he's like, no, we're not doing halftime there. Stop. (laughs) And like, and I have to go like, okay, he's right because he's a drummer and I know and like, but I love halftime. But sometimes like you have to give up on something and, and, and give in to what the other person thinks because when you're making music, you're making music for an audience to listen to and it's multiple people. It's not just yourself. So you have to take, you know, you have to take with a grain of salt other people's opinions, but especially when you found somebody who... Like I trust Justin with writing like all the way now. So it's like, it's very, it's very nice to be able to just like send a song and be like, you do your thing now. I'm going to not worry about it. (laughs) And I mean, it's not, I mean, it's, it's earned, but I think with us, it was really quick um, because the first time I sent something over and he put vocals on it, it was a hundred percent, not what I was hearing in my head. And I was like, Oh, this this guy like him was like ten minutes. He sent it back. I'm like, okay, this is and th- like it was quick. Like it earned my trust. You know what I mean? And I think, I think with me, I can't speak for you, but I think the first time I wrote drums on one of your demos, it was like maybe not what you expected, or you know, I didn't completely change the vibe of your song, but I gave you something that you didn't maybe know could be there, or you didn't know was there. Um, and so it's just, it was really quickly earned between us, I think. Yeah, yeah. We, we really, really quickly uh, recognized in each other the fact that we both have good ears. So, like. Well, I think a lot of times, too, is it's like you recognize you have limitations in yourself. Yeah. And when you can find somebody else that kind of does gaps. things that yeah. you're not doing that well, better than you can do, and you do things better than they can do, and then all of a sudden you're like, where have you been? Like mm-hmm. I, I, I've been wanting to meet you for a long time yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I've, these are the things that I, this is where I come to the end of the road right here. And, yeah. and I need, I need someone to get over that hump. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know? And yeah. when you find that person and then writing becomes a yeah. blast. And I, I have a term for that, that I, that I like to throw around 
very, very, very carefully. And I've only used it for two people ever in my life. And Justin is one of them. And that's songwriting soulmate. And uh, that's like very serious for me. And I only have one other one. And it, Justin is one of them. So it's like when you find somebody that you actually like know 100% that they're going to do something that you think is good. And even if you don't, you're going to be able to talk about it and figure it out. It's it's so freeing in a writing process. So. Yeah. And it's so much different kind of a fun than you could have doing anything else when you're mm. creating something from nothing and these yeah. crazy ideas come in and then and then a month later you can hit a button and there's the song yep. that was in your head a month ago. People just don't understand how mm. insane that is. Yeah. I think for me and him writing for us, it's it's about laughing. Yeah. Yeah. For us it's really that's I think that's the driving force between <laughs> all the writing of our songs was mm. we, yeah. you know, the very first song we ever wrote was just we were drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and and he goes, you want to write a song? He had a 24-track digital recorder. He goes, you want to write a song? We're like, let's write a song. We were in another band, yeah, yeah. and they and we weren't practicing that day. We were supposed to practice. We didn't practice. So we go to his house. He goes, All right, we write this song. I went, it was, we were laughing so friggin' hard by the end of the mm. song. We were like, wow. Yeah. Next yeah. song, next song, next song, next song. Seven, eight years later, we get a studio. We have another mm. studio. You know, it just grows, man. You just. Yeah. yeah. I think that that, that like, joy it really keeps it alive, especially like even if you're writing music that's not funny, I think that a lot of times you can still get like a joyful laughter from creating music. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, for sure. But there's a lot of inside stuff that goes on during the writing process that no one else would ever get. Yeah. You know, you can never, you'll never even be able to convey some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Although I got to say, you guys, you guys go there sometimes. You guys are taking some really inanimate, uh, not so much inanimate, just <laughs> obscure things and just saying, fuck it. This is what it, this is what it is. Yeah, like uh, for example, uh, the uh, one of our new songs, Justin had an idea about a bomb who was uh, sentient and had his oh, own yeah. conscious. And yeah, uh, well, I was at work and um, I have a coworker who likes our music, and it's just like, do you guys just write songs about anything? And I'm like, yeah, you got an idea. He's like, oh, what about like a, a bomb? Like that wouldn't work. And I was like, okay, well. What about a – and he actually had the idea of a bomb who is trying to come to terms with the fact that its destiny in life is to explode and cause destruction. So I took that and I said, okay, so the bomb has to explode at the end of the song. So what gets him there? Well, he wants to be an optometrist. But <laughs> – but they don't allow bombs in school, obviously. So he can't go to optometry school. So he gets addicted to snorting gunpowder, which makes him more volatile because he's a bomb. More ready to and, explode. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, so at the end of the song, he explodes. And that one is called The Last Line because it's the last line of gunpowder in the last line of the optometry thing when you say, you know, can you read that? Cover your left. Oh uh, <laughs> wow! See, that's yeah. what I mean, though. So you could, so you could, you. Some people could listen to this song and take it as this is a fucking stupid song about mm -hmm. a bomb. <laughs> yeah, but but, but look at all the stuff that just went into that. There's there's a, deep meaning and yeah. deep intertwined things, but like that's there's a lot of yeah. bombs out there just driving around right now in their cars. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. They're all over the place. Exactly. Yeah. And I like, mean, I I personally want everybody's first reaction to be this is a fucking stupid song about a bomb, <laughs> but then it's like. Is this Other a fucking listens. stupid song about a bomb? And then you listen again, and then you listen again, and you're like, this is a stupid song about a bomb, but it's kind of interesting. Yeah, or like, like this is about a bomb, but also I notice the parts that aren't about a bomb and are about like, am I the bomb? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of people I wish would 
realized yeah. that yeah. they were the they were the bomb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's like I think that's one of the things that really makes our our music fun is that like we do have that moment of like where you listen to it and you're like, oh, this is stupid. But upon re-listening, you're like, oh, they're actually talking about stuff that like. Yeah, that's what yeah. I said. You guys take, you guys might take a couple listens. Really, I mean, seriously. Well, honestly, mm. most music takes a yeah. couple listens. I mm. mean, not everything. There's just that the few that gel with you mm, as an yeah. individual that you can listen to that one time and you're, they, for whatever reason. And I, I often feel if there's a song that you like it on the first time and you listen to it, that you're not is not going to stick with you as long. Yeah, because a lot of times some songs are built with a, with just a, a, a pattern. They're just yeah. built on a, a on that thing that works. You know, it's just yeah. a consistent thing that works. And then and then you've heard that song before. It's catchy for a minute. You're right. And then, yeah, but then it go it doesn't stay in your mind. Because, well, look at Rush. You, yeah. you, you want to talk about Rush? That's a perfect example. Yeah. You know, they that's the band. You know, where the first time you hear a lot of Rush songs, you're like, what the yeah, fuck? The first time, <laughs> yeah, because they're so long. Some of them are epic long. There's so many different changes. But you listen to Rush a few times. Rush is definitely mm. one of my top five bands of yeah, all time. Greatest of all so, time. Yeah. So if I if I when I especially lately, I've been listening to them like crazy lately. I don't mm. know since Neil Peart died. So I think I was going to ask you. So you're writing lyrics and you play drums. I was like, I was thinking, do you ever do you ever associate the situation? I mean, being a huge Rush fan, you gotta, it, you have to sometimes be like, I mean, I've never actually thought about that. Um, I don't think I'd ever compare myself to Neil Peart. I mean, that dude's the yeah, he is the, <laughs> the master. I don't know mm. if I have uh, the I, master lyricist and drummer. I mean, yeah, he's, exactly. he's he really was. Yeah, I I do take a lot of inspiration from him. Obviously, there's there's things that I try to implement into my drumming. One of the biggest things is never repeating a fill. I think if you listen to Rush, you'll yeah. realize he never repeats a fill. No, um, same part, but he'll do something different. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's always a slight variation. And even um, like in verse verse beats, um, there's always slight variations of, you know, doing a little accent on the hi-hat or doing a little something over here because you no know, the guitar melody went like this so oh let me accent that on mm-hmm. like the splash symbol or whatever so he that's one of the the things that i think about a lot when writing drums is making it musical and not like oh i don't want to just set a bat beat and have a foundation to write upon that's obviously important but I want this to be like a smart part, like a smart drum part that, you know, has meaning. It has value beyond just, you know, the booms and the chicks. And yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> but that also might, what makes me think of the prog thing when I'm listening mm-hmm. to this stuff mm-hmm. too, because the drums are definitely not mainstream beats and, and, and the, the, the same thing over and over again. Yep. There's all of it's like that though. There's so much different stuff coming at you with this yeah. music. It really is. There's a lot coming at you that it's really interesting. And I think one of the things that makes it not easier, but a little bit more freeing for us to do that is we don't really try to write anything that's long. I don't think we have a song over three minutes. And a lot of that is it's okay. It's one verse chorus, two verse chorus, and then maybe a bridge or like a little outro. So there's a lot of room to be like, Oh, let me completely do something different this second time, just cause, and it keeps it interesting that yeah. second time around. And by the time the song is over, you're like, "Oh man, that's over. Let me go back and play that again." So, yeah, I think it creates, you know, replayability. Replayability. It, it keeps it interesting, like you were saying. Like you're kind of always like, "Where's this gonna go?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, one of my favorite bands, uh, Say Anything, um, is uh, really famous for doing like 
they'll do a, a verse one, a chorus, and then they'll come in with a completely different verse two that has like a different, like completely different like melody and like a different guitar part. I love doing that. Yeah. And like not all the time I'll come in and do like a different part entirely, but I'll come in and do a different vocal part on, on verse two, just to make people be like, Oh, this is a new part of the song, but they don't even realize it's just over the same verse. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, and we can achieve yeah. that a lot. Just having two voices, yeah, two voices. Well, what you guys are actually talking about is something that we talk about constantly when he would be recorded other bands. So what you have a lot of times is you get these guys who write their song and they come in to record it and they write their verse and they sing the cadence exactly the same through the first line, mm -hmm. and then they match that exact same thing the second line. And then when it goes to the next verse, they do the exact same thing again. Instead of trying to figure out variations of, you can use that same exact guitar rhythm. You can use the same yeah. beat even and change the whole way you're singing the, the lyrics. It's still a verse. Yeah. But you know, why would you want it to sound like that first one still? Yeah. And There's get, nothing and, less interesting than listening to a song the first time and knowing exactly where it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. And, and the great, the really great bands, they all do it. Yeah. They and the, that's when you hit the skip button. It's like, oh, I know where this is going. Yeah, verse two. Okay, different song. <laughs> and that's one of the things, like, even with writing drums that I kind of do is, you know, verse, you know, you have verse one and chorus one packaged. And then you have verse two and chords, chorus two. So I'll do a cut paste, but I'll do a cut paste and then destroy that, that second one. So a cut paste destroy is a new term I just came up with. But I will. I'll, That'll I'll, be a song next year. Yeah, I'll, I'll copy it. I'll throw it on the second thing. And then I'll go in and just edit the crap out of it and be like, oh, what can I do differently here? Or maybe, oh, the snare hits on the downbeat here. Well... I'll have the kick hit on the downbeat there, and then the snare inverts that just for this one, just for this one measure. And it's like, you know, that's not too different, but that's different enough to be like, ooh, okay, that kind of oh, what was that? Jumped me out of yeah. my seat a little bit because I was expecting this, and I got that. A lot of a lot of listening to music is is subconscious though. Mm -hmm. So like people don't even realize that you did it, but but mm -hmm. it made the song more interesting. They just don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. a lot, of, a lot of that happens too. I just think that there's a lot. It's it's hard to get people out of that because, and the reason a lot, a lot of this happens. What I was talking about, where they just get into that that demoitis. Mm -hmm. That's what happens to people. Yeah, right? and they've written the first verse and they've written the first chorus, and then they are like, "What do I do now?" They cut and paste in their brain. Yeah, yeah. they actually yeah. do. You know, it's like, yeah. well, I got I got You know, and and I was guilty of it when I first started mm -hmm. writing. Where you know, you would look at, you would refer to your first verse, to get the syllables, and, right? yeah, yeah, and try to match it, mm -hmm. and then then eventually you realize, and, why would yeah. I do that? You and know? that's that's a good way to get a verse that's very similar, but then you can go back and tweak. But you you have to do the tweaks, otherwise it's going to be. Just, yeah, and I think that's why it's a good reason to like have a lot of different kind of stuff you listen to because I don't think it's you know necessarily complacency when people are writing music to just oh I wrote the first verse in this in the chorus so cool I can just cut and paste that twice and that's a song I I think a lot of the more mainstream stuff kind of sounds like that so it's in your head that oh that's just how it works. Mm -hmm. You have verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and maybe a bridge in verse, chorus. But the more you listen to, the more kind of weird stuff and deeper you dive, you're like, oh, you can actually do whatever you want. Like, there are no rules to this. And that's one uh, yeah. of the things when I was in, I, in music school in a conservatory is 
being in, you know, theory classes and things like that, it's like, well, there are these rules and these rules and writing melodies and how to harmonize. And it's like, okay, yeah, there's rules for how it sounds. But if you break the rules and it sounds cool, it still sounds cool. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter if it makes sense on paper. They're like yeah. guidelines. They're not necessarily yeah. Yeah. rules. Yeah, Theory is just a language for you to communicate what you're doing. And like if you break a rule, you know how to say that you've broken that rule. But it, there's not a reason that you can't break a rule. Um, and that's another reason that our, our backgrounds are completely different because he went to a conservatory for music and like, um, well, I dropped and, out. well, he dropped out, but still <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't go to college and I learned music, uh, you know, like by ear and I didn't, I did it myself. I watched YouTube videos and like he also, not that this is like better or worse. I'm just saying it's two different ways that it can happen is that his, you know, his family was musical. His dad played drums. So he played drums. My family, nobody's musical except me and my brother. So we just kind of had to, you know, figure it out ourselves. No one was teaching us anything. And I think that there's a cool language of stuff that can happen that way, especially when you go back later and then learn music theory like I did. Because um, I had to learn, like, what is that that I'm doing that yeah. I think is cool? And then later you learn the name of what you've done, and that's that's helpful. But, yeah, I think that there's a lot of people get stuck on the rules of music theory when you should just. And I think like, that way yeah. is, a, is a way to develop your own style. Like what I was talking about before when I first started playing drums and I was playing along to Maroon 5, it's like I – you said the innocence of a child. It's like, yeah, it's you're just doing what you're doing and you're not trying to follow any rules. You're not trying mm. to follow any guidelines. So you develop your own personality behind what you're doing. And then you can go and apply, oh, okay, well, there's actually you know a technique or there's a term for what I'm doing. And there's a way that I could do that a little bit better. But you already have the personality in there. It's already you. It's already established. So it makes it easier to not fall into, like, the conventional, like, you know, four-chord songs and blah, 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 you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and the other thing, too, is when you uh... – the fuck was I just going to say? <laughs> <laughs> no we didn't so I, cry I just, yet i just completely fucking changed oh, channels yeah. right there we still have to cry <laughs> these guys are gonna cry on cue no um i uh yeah I, I just completely lost my my fucking train of thought just now i do that all the time i'm such an adhd awful brain person anyway so um what'll happen is when you guys um when, when this is all said and done when you, if people go on levelupcleveland.com, um, we'll, we'll post anytime you guys are ready to start releasing your stuff. Okay. We'll post that on there. Um, and when you guys are ready to book a gig and you guys are ready to play out, let us know. Mm -hmm. That'll all go up there. Awesome. So when you guys are ready to see these guys, we'll be able to just take you to levelupcleveland.com. And you'll be able to see when they're going to be playing. You'll be able to see all their new music. And... Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all. But <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> you guys, that? You guys got anything else to say? You want to promote anything? Anything else to? Um, we just dropped a new uh, a new song, new single, uh, "Sacrificial Bird uh, Bath." It's on Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere. Um, we're gonna be releasing singles like once every couple of weeks. So um, you're on? Is that Spotify your main? Yeah, Spotify. Platform. I mean, it releases on everything. It releases on everything, but I just talk about Spotify because that's what I use. So, well, and a lot of people are yeah. familiar with Spotify yeah. too, though. But it so, is on everything and on YouTube and Apple Music and everything. Yeah, so. don't don't buy our music, stream it. 
You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's gotta be that's easy. That's a lot easier said because people just don't buy music. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, that's it for us. Thank you so much for having us on. Not a problem. Thanks for coming, guys. Appreciate I appreciate you, it. Man. This was awesome. Thank uh, you. Thank fun you. time. Another. Absolutely. All right, Citizens Unaware. Check them out when you see them. All right, we're out. <laughs>